A quick message before you listen to this podcast, it was recorded remotely so the sound quality may be a little inconsistent. Hello and welcome to the Field Seymour Parks Family Team podcast. In this first podcast series we are looking at the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on family law matters. In episode two we're going to be specifically covering children matters and whether and how this area of family law is being impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Eleanor Curtis and I'm joined by my colleagues Alistair Yap. Hello. And Hannah Sims. Hello. And we are all lawyers in the family team at FSP. So Alistair, first of all, could I ask you to give a general overview of what we're going to cover in this episode of the podcast? Uh, thanks, Ellie. Um, yes, I'll be providing uh, an update on the latest government advice regarding children re- moving between households. Um, we'll also be uh, talking about uh, what to do in the event uh, there is a dispute um, regarding the arrangements for our children and also talking about the ways to resolve that dispute. That's great. Thank you. And um, so focusing on COVID and the impact it's having on families at this time. What is the latest guidance from the government regarding children moving between households? Uh, Well actually the uh, advice from the government hasn't changed uh, really at all since the beginning of lockdown. Um, What the guidance was at the beginning um, which was released on the 23rd of March was that it said where the parents do not live in the same household children under the age of 18 can be moved between parents homes. I think naturally this caused a lot of anxiety because I think a lot of uh, parents were concerned they were going to have to take their children uh, to the other parents, uh, even where it was not safe. Um, So what followed was there was some issue, uh, some advice issued by the president of the family division, which basically said just because they can be moved between uh, households does not mean they must. Uh, Ultimately, it's a decision to be made after an assessment of the circumstances. So obviously there's a whole range of factors which will need to be considered in deciding whether uh, a child moving between households is safe, uh, such as the health of the child, the parents, whether they're living with anyone vulnerable. Um, Of course, whilst the uh, restrictions are being eased, I would have thought it's more likely that uh, arrangements can be, uh, well, children can move between households more freely. Um, But look, this is obviously an ever-changing picture and it will uh, depend on everyone's individual circumstances. Obviously, some parents will have some questions about what happens if there is a dispute. Um, I believe, Hannah, you're going to be discussing this. Yes, that's right. It has been um, one of those areas, actually, where some parents have had um, some disagreements between them. Um, For example, I've had I've had a few cases where um, handovers should have taken place at petrol stations or at a local cafe, for example, which wouldn't necessarily be in the best interest of the children at this stage. Um, I mean, ideally, obviously, the parents should be able to agree a um, arrangements between themselves um, and with their with that in mind obviously hopefully um, we would hope that the parents would have the best interests of their children at the forefront um, and this may well be that you can agree things between yourselves in the first instance um, even if there is a child arrangements order in place or a court imposed arrangement in place you can still agree between yourselves to change that on a short-term basis um, but, you know, if, if you really can't agree um, and if face-to-face contact can't be facilitated, then you should try and agree between yourselves that indirect contact should be 
um, put in place. So for example, that could be a Skype call, it could be FaceTime, it could just be uh, an, ordinarily, uh, an ordinary telephone call. Um, if not, if you can't agree, then there are obviously other things that you can consider in order to resolve those things. Um, we spoke a little bit before on previous podcasts about mediation. That can be attempted here. Um, and we will be looking at, uh, at mediation and other methods of dispute resolution later on in the podcast. Um, but in the meantime, I think, Ellie, do you want to explain what would happen if there's a court order in place? Yes, thanks, Hannah. So if a child arrangement order is in place parents can agree to alternative arrangements but these arrangements should always be recorded in writing and if a parent decides unilaterally to change a child arrangements order they would need to be aware that in the event of enforcement proceedings uh, being issued by the other parent a court would need to consider whether it was reasonable to change the arrangements in the circumstances that they were changed. So as, as you said, Hannah, if arrangements are changed, there is an expectation that at least indirect contact should be made, such as FaceTime or Skype, as you said, as an alternative. And Alistair touched on the advice that the president of the family division gave um, at the start of lockdown and said specifically in relation to child arrangements, that the key message should be that where coronavirus restrictions cause the letter of a court order to be varied, the spirit of the order should nevertheless be delivered by making safe alternative arrangements for the child. And Alistair, I know you have a number of cases in court at the moment, and I wondered how the courts are dealing with these sorts of matters. Yeah, yes, thanks, Ellie. Um, well, the good news is, um, I know we spoke in the previous podcast about um, the divorce and finance cases, and those are the cases that aren't typically being prioritised at the moment and are more likely to be adjourned. Um, the good news with children matters is actually I am finding they are being uh, dealt with pretty much in the same way as they were before lockdown, um, in that you still get the hearings in the sort of time frames that, that you were before. Um, at present, most of the hearings have been taking place remotely. Um, I mean, uh, I found most of them taking place via telephone, although um, it, it does vary from court to court as to how they actually carry out those remote hearings. Um, the latest, actually, uh, the, the family court should be uh, fully open from next month. Um, I don't really know what that means in precise details, but I suspect that will mean that more face-to-face -face hearings are possible. Because the problem is that where there are contested hearings where people need to come and give evidence, so where there's a final hearing or a fact-finding hearing where there's been allegations of uh, harm, um, those hearings haven't been able to take place generally throughout this period. So there is a whole backlog of those kind of uh, cases. So I think it is inevitable there's going to be some form of delay overall. Um, one other way it has been affected is that generally as part of children proceedings uh, that CAFCAS or the local authority would normally uh, meet with the parents, meet with the child, uh, particularly in an effort to gauge their wishes and feelings. Uh, of course, because of the current circumstances, the CAFCAS and the local authority may have not been able to meet the children this present 
uh, time. But hopefully, as the lockdown restrictions ease, uh, this will become more possible. Um, uh, wishes and feelings is just one factor that the court need to consider when deciding what an appropriate order is. Um, so a lot of people say to me, well, you know, my child wants to live with me or they want to go live with their dad. And, you know, ultimately is just one factor of many that court needs to uh, consider in a, deciding what appropriate order is. So the court will also look at things like the child's physical, emotional and educational needs, uh, the likely effect of them um, of any change in their circumstances. They'll look at the child's age, sex, background, and any other characteristics the court considers relevant. Um, of course, they'll have to look at any harm which the child has suffered or is at risk of suffering. And they'll also look at how capable each of the parents are in meeting the child's needs. Um, so it's, there's a whole range of factors the court will need to take into account when deciding the appropriate order. Um, of course, court should be sort of a, a method of last resort. And uh, I know, Hannah, you talked about the various ways um, about how we can, well, about how disputes can be resolved outside of court. Do you want to talk about that in a bit more detail? Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, as you say, the court is there if, if it is needed, but parents often don't want to go straight straight to court. Um, it is obviously quite difficult. It can be stressful. Um, and, you know, the, the children do have to be involved to a certain extent. So, as you say, Alistair, it should really be a, a last resort. Um, there are other things that you can try. Um, I mentioned previously um, that, you can, that you can go to mediation. Um, that is when an independent third party helps you as, as sort of a separating parents to come to a, a decision and an agreement in terms of your arrangements um, together. Um, we also have um, members of our team who are collaboratively trained, so they can help you in that respect. Um, and if that doesn't work, then you can always use solicitor-led negotiations. Um, and all of these things at the moment can be done remotely if required. So it's certainly something that you should take into account. Thank you very much for that, Hannah. Not a problem. And thank you very much to you as well, Alistair. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast series. All solicitors in the family team at FSP are working remotely and able to provide assistance and advice. If you do need help, please visit our website, which is fsp-law.com, where you will also be able to find articles and resources dealing with this and other family matters. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>